Hi, this is Sarah Beth Ramsey, and you're listening to the More You Grow podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome back to the More You Grow podcast. I am so excited because I have a special guest today, and her name is Brandy, and she's going to tell you all about her background and what she does at Amoebe Design Studios. She is a colleague of mine. Um, she's just doing some awesome stuff in the community, and I'm just really excited to have her here to talk about some of it. So welcome, Brandy. Thank you, Sarah Beth. Nice to be here. <laughs> yes, and we're recording on a Friday, and I love Fridays, so happy Friday. <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, again, thanks so much for being on the show. I'm just so excited to have you. Can you tell everybody a little bit more about your background and what you do. Sure. So my background is actually, let's see, I'll start with, um, I graduated from college with a degree in journalism. So I originally started working in PR, lived in New York for a few years, and then I moved out to LA for a bit. I actually came back to Baltimore and decided to career switch because I wasn't finding the jobs and communications that I really wanted. So I went back to school at the University of Baltimore and um, enrolled into their publication design program, which I think now is integrated design or something like that. But um, so I completely career changed. Like I learned all the design programs from scratch and really had no previous experience designing. I you know, do come from a background or a family of artists, but I never really thought that I had the kind of the creative gift that my, my mother, and my brother have. So I decided to, um, you know, kind of take this skill um, and use it or leverage that skill as, you know, um, something additional that I could add to some of my communications positions that I then was hired for. So I worked in education. I worked in healthcare, still, you know, kind of working communications roles, but Mm -hmm. also using my design. So if we had huge projects, I would design the layouts for it, magazines, print, things like that. Um, And then finally, at the end, of 2017, uh, beginning of 2018, I decided to leap into entrepreneurship full-time. And um, at the time, I was running Branding by Brandy, which was just kind of a branding, uh, visual, uh, logo kind of design studio. But after that, I transitioned into, um, or rebranded into MeBain Design Studio, which is a kind of full creative agency where we support small businesses looking to establish visual identity, um, as well as digital presence, so uh, websites and things like that. But also I provide um, graphic design support through a number of subcontractors to larger businesses that need kind of ongoing design support uh, month to month if they don't have in-house, an in-house design team. I love that. And yeah, I, I met you when you were branding by Brandy, I believe. Yeah. 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 That was a while ago, but um, yeah, that was awesome. I, I really like what you said about um, you weren't sure that you had the same kind of art background as the rest of your family. I have, I've always thought that I was a creative, but um, I dabble in like painting and art too. And I kind of never thought I really had that talent until I dove into it. What, I guess, what was it, what did it feel like to realize like, yes, I do also have that talent like the rest of my family? Um, it, it was liberating in a sense um, because it was, you know, kind of laying dormant. 
it was, mm-hmm. I just, you know, always thought of visual art in terms of being able to paint, being able to draw. And my mother and my brother could do that very well. And so and I never really considered being an artist as someone who could create graphics. Um, so when I, you know, kind of kind of thought through like, okay, I can bring together patterns and colors and, you know, things that I've experienced and create on screen. I was like, okay, this, this is art. This is true mm-hmm. art. So um, it was liberating in a sense. It also helped me to kind of identify with my mother, my brother and their skill and what they've been doing for some years. So um, the funny thing is now, you know, at, at one point we were all considering ourselves artists and my father was like, I have no artistic ability. <laughs> so, oh. that. but um, yeah, in a sense it was liberating and it made sense because I can kind of bring together all of the things that I've been observing over the years and and create. Yeah, I think that's important. I think kind of like what you said, creativity and art takes on many forms. And, you know, I think in a way we all are creative. Um, It just depends on like what that exact skill or talent is for us. So I think I think that's really important for a lot of people who might be listening and thinking, oh, I don't really think I'm creative. Like you, you probably are, you know, just finding it is the key. So I can see how that would be liberating. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Um, so something that I'm really excited to talk to you about. So I think most people know, but if you don't, um, so I own a social media marketing company, if you're new to the podcast and uh, there there are differences, huge differences. So marketing and bra- marketing and branding are two different things, but I think I feel that a lot of people group them or try to group them into the same thing. And usually it's marketing. So can you talk a little bit about the difference between marketing and branding for people that are listening? Yes. Yes. So I, it, it's funny because clients will come and they'll say, well, I need a logo and okay. I need a website. And I'm like, well, do you know what's your mission and your vision, your brand proposition or your value proposition, your target audiences? Are there sub targets? You know, have you identified who these people are, where they shop, how old are they? So, you know, I, I try to kind of set it up for my clients that, marketing and the marketing research, the brand strategy, that informs all of the decisions that I make around branding. So you really have to think those things through because if you haven't, you will create something beautiful and no one will engage with it or the wrong people will engage with it. So you need to be very um, very meticulous and very specific about, you know, what your intentions are in your business and be able to make those decisions ahead of time so that I can then make informed decisions. So, um, you know, what does that look like? That involves, you know, really thinking through, you know, why you started your business. Um, you know, what is your kind of passion behind it? Um, also, you know, what is your strategy? Who are you trying to communicate to? And is, you know, even developing avatars for your clients. So, um, you know, what does this person look like? Where does this person shop? How old? Um, how do they engage? How will they engage with your business? So really flushing all of those things out again so that I can, you know, make decisions around colors, typography, you know, um, brand visuals and logo marks and design elements, everything. <laughs> I love that. And I love the avatar idea. That is, I mean, that's really cool. I think that's great. It's a great visual. I'm definitely a like a visually creative person. So I think that that really says a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about what you mean in your bio? Because it, it caught 
it catches my eye and I'm sure it catches a lot of people's eye that you say in there that you're helping traditionally underestimated people. Can you tell the audience what that means? Sure. So I, it took some time to kind of get to that. Um, and uh, I went through a fellowship last year and we did a mind mapping exercise that really helped me get to that point. And so I realized that, you know, in a lot of my corporate experience, I felt invisible in many of the rooms that I sat in. You know, um, I would kind of discuss my ideas on the side and then they would come back up in meetings later as, you know, great ideas. But I was you know, a little intimidated, a little nervous to share for fear that um, my ideas wouldn't be received well, or, you know, I was supposed to be seen, not heard. Um, And so, um, and and I think that was kind of born out of, you know, just some of my fears as an African-American woman, woman feeling as though I didn't belong in certain rooms. So imposter syndrome, things like that. But what I wanted to do in my business is to really give voice to people who have felt invisible in those rooms, you know, whether it's, you know, women, uh, women of color, uh, folks who identify as LGBTQIA, you know, help them to take their talents, take their services, take their gifts that they offer to the world and help them to develop a platform so that they can showcase themselves and share themselves with the world. So, you know, what does that look like? That looks like someone, um, a friend of mine who actually is a government employee, but she had this great idea for a podcast. And on her podcast, she talks about everything from sex to, you know, um, to horoscopes, to, you know, politics. And we work together to help her determine or develop that voice and that platform. And now she's, you know, kind of speaking about all of those things um, and, and, and expanding her on her ideas and her talents. So that's that's really what it's born out of, helping people get the nerve, the gumption to create these businesses, create these platforms. And I'm you know, helping to take you through those steps to bring those ideas to life. That's so important. I'm so glad that you explained what it looks like too, because I think that's really helpful. Thank you. Um, What is it like for you balancing being an entrepreneur with other daily responsibilities? Because I know there's a lot of overwhelm. I feel like, you know, I'm going into psychology now and I know that my path is going to kind of change a little bit. You know, I want to study the effects of social media on mental health, of course. And that's really what this podcast is about, too. But I'm finding more and more a passion to want to help entrepreneurs with this, like, overwhelming feeling that they get. You know, there's there's a lot of pressure on entrepreneurs. We have to kind of do it all, um, at least until we can kind of build that team to, you know, get a, get a team going that can help and we can delegate a little bit more. But in the beginning... Um, we're doing everything. And I feel like that can put a lot of strain on mental health too. So how do you kind of balance that with, you know, doing everything plus, uh, you know, everything in your personal life too? So I will say in full transparency, I am figuring that out. I am figuring out. The last year was a year where towards the end, I just kind of felt burnt out. Um, Because um, normally I would be able to kind of get out and travel or, you know, work from different places. But I spent most of the year in house just kind of working around the clock. So this year is more dedicated. I'm still struggling through it, but 
I'm making attempts, but um, yeah. this year is dedicated to really one, finding the right systems to help with workflows. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I am now working with a virtual assistant who will help, you know, kind of alleviate some of the administrative tasks, um, tasks that come with being an entrepreneur. I have been working out five days a week. <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome. Yes. Thank you. Virtual, um, virtual kind of training sessions in the mornings. Mm-hmm. I do five mile walks twice a week. Um, and wow. I find on, on days or weeks that I don't do those, I can, I can see a change in kind of like demeanor. I can, you know, I'm a little more agitated sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, just being mindful of taking care of my health first. Um, my physical health is very important. I'm going to start back up with my therapist as well. So these were all things that I've notated at the end of the year, beginning of the year that I had to start doing almost immediately in mm-hmm. order to save my business and make sure mm-hmm. that my business can stay afloat. Um, but more importantly, realizing that it won't stay afloat if I don't do these things for myself. Wow. But I mean, what an answer. That's just so, first of all, I love the full transparency. I will say, I think we're all kind of figuring it out. I think even the people that get online and say, you know, this is my exact routine. I think they're still figuring it out because that might be our routine for a little while, but things change um, in life, you know? And so we have to kind of change along with it. And so I think just sharing like what's working for us and helping other people that way. I mean, I think we really underestimate the value of walking. First of all, (laughs) Um, I feel like we feel like it needs to be this serious kind of Pilates, you know, (laughs) routine or something. And not that there's anything wrong with Pilates, but like walking does so much. And it's just, it's always been, I think by like medical experts, one of the things that has been just you know, get out and walk. It makes a difference. And it's very good for kind of all age ranges. And it's just something we can make happen, you know, just get out in your neighborhood and and walk around. I try to do that with my dog and she will let me know if I have slacked um, in a big way. She actually was just jumping on me a second ago, like, uh, are you done with work yet? So, um, (laughs) but I, you know, the value of just moving in some way um, throughout the day and making time for that. Um, I feel the same if I don't get enough exercise or if I don't just step outside for like 15 minutes. Uh, what a, you know, what a difference. And I think as entrepreneurs, it's hard to do that because it's, you know, our task list never ends. Our to-do right. list never ends. And it's like, what can I cram into like five more minutes, you know, and then five minutes turns into an hour and then we never get outside. Um, cause you know, it gets dark earlier in the winter. It's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. So you really do have to make that time for it. And I also love that you said, um, working with a therapist, because I have also done that for years. And I think that that's really important to the mental, physical mind, body connection is huge. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. And my therapist is a straight shooter. She will say, Brandy, like, what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, one of those people that will definitely holds me accountable. You said you were going to do this last week. You know, where are we with this? So I, I totally appreciate her. I was accountability was the word that was kind of floating around in my mind too, like keeping us accountable. And that's great. And kind of getting to the bottom of like, you don't have to beat yourself up if you didn't get to whatever you had last week, but let's talk about why. And I think that that's, that's great. Yeah. Um, so I think you kind of answered this question 
with the, the physical, like, um, exercise that you mentioned, but how do you kind of stay grounded and eliminate stress? I mean, um, are there any practices that you do for that or any ways that you kind of keep yourself from, um, taking off with an idea that, you know, you want to put into perspective or what do you think about that? So I, I still do struggle with that because, um, overwhelm, you know, when the emails start flowing in and the deadlines start approaching, it's, it, it's hard. And so I will say that um, some of the things that I've been doing lately, especially trying to hire a virtual assistant or hiring a virtual assistant, and then also hiring some subcontractors, I'm mm-hmm. really hoping that that is a way for me to, one, help empower other people to make money, but mm-hmm. um, two, um, take some of the stress that I'm feeling because I, I may be operating beyond my bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Um so that is step one. I'm really hopeful <laughs> that that will, you know, kind of help with some of the overwhelm. Um, and then sometimes getting in the practice of saying no, I think, you know, we uh. no is is such a bad word. <laughs> um, don't say no, you know, find a way to, but, um, you know, growing in the business to the point where you know that you have to, you will not be able to take it all on. Um, and it's okay. You know, um, you don't have to be a people pleaser. You can, you can say no and not feel bad about it. So I'm, I'm working on that. It's very hard for me, but you know, (laughs) yeah, I'm trying. You're speaking my language. I mean, I can't joke that I'm like a reformed people pleaser, but Saying no is so hard. It's not, it's not so much the act of the actually saying no, although it does take a long time to get to that point. But for me, it's like the repercussions from saying no. Like, okay, I said no, like it got me a long time to get there and I finally did it. And then I sit there and I'm like, okay, now what's what's gonna happen? Now that I said no, like go me, but like now, now what? You know, and um somebody said recently or I read it somewhere um everything's kind of meshing together for me but but it's actually more um like I forget the exact word they use I want to say humane or like it's better to say no um you know than to kind of push forward with something and then you know, have it not go well. So like setting boundaries is actually like a kind thing that we're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like that at the time, you know, (laughs) like it feels like we're letting somebody down, but really, you know, I think the person we're letting down truthfully is ourselves. And I think that usually, um, if, you know, we say it correctly and everything that the other people, the other person is going to understand, um, but, you know, once we let ourselves down so many times, it's like, that's when everything kind of starts, at least for me, that's when everything starts to spiral with me. Like, I don't feel so good on the inside anymore. Mm-hmm. Same here. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about social media, right? Because that's kind of the focus. Although I love talking about entrepreneurship. And I think that that gives so much value as well. I think you know, other entrepreneurs listening can relate to a lot of these things. And I think sometimes entrepreneurs feel like they're on an island struggling alone. So I really appreciate um, us talking about that. And thank you. Um, But let's talk a little bit about social media in specific. How do you feel about social media in general? And then 
like personally and then professionally. And I ask that in specific because I've heard kind of different things. People that are on social media platforms, just personally, um, they seem to kind of feel or get that kind of bad feeling a little bit more often than people that are using it for just professional purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've said things like, you know, I'm following different accounts when it's for personal versus business. Um, So there's a lot of different things that I've kind of heard, but what do you think? What is your perspective? So, so I do manage, you know, a personal account as well as a business account. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say there have been points throughout the last year and, and this year, I'm just, I've just been kind of like not no longer intrigued by it. I feel mm-hmm. like I've kind of seen the same content recycled. And I think it is because we're all kind of in this weird holding pattern. Um, mm-hmm. We're not traveling or we're not, you know, engaging socially in person like we normally would. So I find it's some of, <laughs> some of the same content kind of recycled. Mm-hmm. And I will say in my personal account, I'm getting kind of bored with things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do follow different people um, on my business account. And that is a space where I am truly inspired. You know, I'm inspired mm-hmm. by... Um, you know, other designers and the work that they're doing amidst the pandemic, you know, still being able to work um, or have full workloads and some of the projects that they're working on. Also, um, you know, it's beyond just on my business page, just designers, but coders, also Mm -hmm. other entrepreneurs um, and just seeing, you know, kind of how they're pivoting in their business. You know, even observing you and how you've pivoted in your business and you're now, you know, working on this podcast Though that space is a lot more inspiring for me now, um, and especially because business has consumed so much of my life mm-hmm. in the past year, um, just seeing how other people are taking everything in stride, I've been much more inspired on my business page. On my personal page, I'm just like, oh my goodness, what are we, what are we talking about today? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I do, you know, I think it's important to um, allow your business space to be the space for inspiration. If it's not inspiring you there, let it go. Unfollow whatever you need to do, um, especially as an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's a quotable right there. I mean, it's truly like using your business space as space for inspiration, I think has that will have a lot of impact. Um, And I think that's great. Yeah. So it kind of aligns with what you said, aligns with what I've been hearing. So that's great. That makes me feel good about that. Um, And, you know, I think looking for the inspiration during hard times, I think is important too. So yeah, there's so many people who have uh, and also, thank you for the kind words. Sorry, let me first say that. Like, thank you for, for saying that about, about me. But, um, you know, there's been so many people. It is truly inspiring to see what people have done during this time, although very, very hard on them. But, wow, it's it's definitely encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I hear you on, I, and I've talked about this a little bit before, I'm not sure if it was on the podcast or just a post, but, um, you know, I talked about kind of the idea of content is becoming a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's interesting about that, and, and I agree with you that um, we've kind of been like cooped up and we're seeing all the same stuff and, you know, we're inundated with content now. I mean, so much content online. 
what's really interesting, and I might actually do a separate podcast episode on this, is in one of my psychology classes, we're studying the history of psychology. And they kind of said in there, you know, it's talking about the beginning of mechanics, um, kind of like the Renaissance period and um, a lot of that kind of information about how they had that mechanical um, intuition all the way back then, you know, and not AI, of course, but like getting there, like almost like robot style stuff and how then it comes around, you know, years later and is reinvented, but it's the same kind of um, information. And I find that to be the same on social media, although it's not that much great, like lengths of time that have passed in between, but Mm -hmm. it's, you know, started before kind of like styles, you know, mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot of TikTok stuff where they're like middle parts only, you know, for Gen Z, they're like, if you have a side part, I don't know if you see this, if you have like a side part or something, you're a millennial. And so they're like, oh no, now I feel old, you know, but then somebody was like, no, middle parts were from, you know, the seventies. And uh-huh. this is not, you know, this is not a new thing. And so, but it's that idea of, you know, reinventing things. So I, I think just the different cultural aspects of that, I think are really interesting too, um, as well. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I thought it was interesting. Rethinking my middle part now. Right? You're like, oh, wait a second. Uh, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, all right. So do you, all right. So you kind of answered my next question about how you feel personal, um, via professional. So that's great. What, which, uh, social media platforms do you prefer? Like, which are you most interested in? Are you know, are there ones that you use more than others? And, and what are you like your reasons for liking them? Sure. So, um, for business, Instagram, solely Instagram and, uh-huh. um, it's been a great way for me to, for, for business development, honestly. Um, uh-huh. I have been in contact with people, you know, through the app that they, they found me through the app. I would uh-huh. not have normally had or any contact with them or I, I'm not sure how I would have met them. But, you know, they see that I've worked on someone else's branding and then there's kind of that exchange and then they become clients. So uh-huh. um, it's, it's been a great tool for that for me. Um, and this uh-huh. is coming from someone who posts kind of sporadically, doesn't have a kind of clear <laughs> social sure. strategy, um, but it's it's done wonders for me. Now, I will say personally, my guilty pleasure is Twitter (laughs) because I feel like you can find the, you can find what's most up to date before anyone else knows about it through Twitter. Um, And so for, you know, for kind of news and constant updates, I I love Twitter for that, but um, yeah, Instagram has been, you know, perfect for me showcasing my business business development, connecting with other creatives mm-hmm. um, and, you know, establishing creative community. So I, you know, it's, that's kind of where it starts and stops for me right now, but I would like to explore, you know, kind of Pinterest because I've heard that's a great tool for um, designers. Um, so, so I think kind of once I get things settled on the virtual, as far as the virtual assistant and some subcontracting, then I have more time to free up um, and I can look into what other social platforms would be most beneficial to the business. Yeah, 
I'm with you on Twitter. Do you do you actually post on Twitter or do you just kind of use it for information? I just use it for information. Yeah. yeah. I'm like yeah. a weird kind of lurker, Twitter lurker. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a lot of people, honestly. Um, yeah, they, I read somewhere that, you know, you get the news from Twitter 10 times faster than you do from mm-hmm. like a cable channel, which is just so <laughs> wild to me how information can spread so quickly like that. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I'm with. I, I post a little bit, but um, mostly I'm I'm a lurker as as well. <laughs> so, so I'm with you there. Um, have you ever had? I know, like, I guess my first choice of word is a bad experience online. But um, I don't know if that really encompasses what I'm trying to say. Like, have you ever had experiences online that just didn't make you feel good about? either what happened, like if somebody said something to you or, um, I don't know, like, have you ever had an experience like that? So I, I will say, um, yes, yes. Um, so as designers quite often will, will post, um, what's called rejected mock-ups. Um, so these are maybe mock-ups from you're working on a logo and one of the mock-ups that a client hasn't chosen. And so quite often we'll do that. And it's not frowned upon. I I don't think it's, it, it falls one way or another within our industry, but I've had a client say, you know, she didn't think it was appropriate that I posted, you know, some of the rejected mock-ups and, you know, that turned into a longer conversation that didn't necessarily go as, as well as I would like for it to have gone, but, yeah. um, you know, so, so for me, that was a learning experience and making sure that clients are okay with, or they understand language in my contract that says that mm. it's okay for me to post these things. So, um, so, you know, as entrepreneurs, even bad experiences are learning experiences, ways that we can change contracts or engage with clients differently. So that was um, that was an experience that uh, was eye opening because I, you know, I didn't think anything of it initially and I've done it before. But for that client and I think some of the interaction that kind of happened in the comments, you know, folks kind of saying, well, if they didn't like these, well, what did they choose? Um, that was um that was something that, you know, I, I appreciate the feedback from the client now because, you know, not everybody will think of it the way that I've, I think of it. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, wow. That's really interesting. Um, I didn't even know about that kind of aspect of everything. So I think that's really great that you said that. I think as entrepreneurs, it's really easy to kind of get down on ourselves when things go wrong. Um, at least for me, that's been my experience. If, um, somebody was upset about something. I'm just like, oh gosh, but something really important that you said was, it's not really a bad experience. It's a learning experience. And, you know, we have to quickly kind of push away that like, I can't believe I messed up kind of like thought and quickly move into what did I learn from this? And what will I do different next time? Because the other thought doesn't do anything for us, you know, except just make us feel like really bad. And it's just not useful. It's not important. So, you know, learning from it, listening to people, that's what's going to really do a lot. So thank you for saying that. That's great. Uh, What are some of your favorite self-care activities? I know you said you like to get outside, which is huge. Um, But what, what are some of your other I guess a better interpretation of this question is what do you like to do in your downtime when you're not working? 
So let's see, is it pre-COVID or like? Oh gosh, let's do both. Let's do both. We can dream, you know, it'll be maybe more normal soon. So yes. So pre-COVID, you know, I, I love traveling. So, you know, it's something for me that helps. I honestly, I I joke with people. I said, I say it should be a business expense because it does (laughs) influence my work and my creativity. But, um, you know, that that's very important for me being able to, even if it's a road trip or just traveling domestic, um, you know, this country has some gorgeous landscapes. So, Mm. um, being able to kind of get outdoors and see different things. So travel definitely. Um, I enjoy, I just like enjoy being by bodies of water. Mm. so I will go to Fort McHenry and sit under a tree and just look at the water that is mm-hmm. so um like satisfying for me um you yeah. um, can take a drive and I can just dip my toe in some water and that that is amazing for me um trying to get uh trying to have massages every other month so mm-hmm. as designers wow. we're kind of in this tense position yes. where our shoulders are crunched and we're looking at a computer screen for hours on end so you know kind of getting those kinks worked out <laughs> it's helpful. um and uh recently i've been doing some re- research on acupuncture so i really want to look into acupuncture um i've been hearing some really good things so that is kind of post-covid what i well current post-covid post-covid mm-hmm. <laughs> what i would like to get into um and again, just kind of soaking my feet. Um, I love to do that at least once a week. I have a home homeetics foot, foot bath. Um, so that relieves some stress and really just shutting the phone down. Like when I don't have to, you know, to kind of talk to clients or um, talk or, you know, work at a computer, the computer's closed, the phone is on the opposite side of the room, and I am fully engaged in whatever I'm doing. If it's sleeping, not thinking about other things, if it's watching a movie, watching the movie, you know, um, sitting out on the balcony and just sitting there. Yep. Focus yeah. On- <laughs> that's, yeah, that's huge. I think that's really hard for a lot of us and something that while I'm setting boundaries around it, it still sneaks up every now and then. <laughs> so doing one thing at a time, it can make what a difference. What is where's your favorite place to travel or where's the favorite place that you've been? So uh, we traveled to Brazil a few years back Ooh. as a family, and that was that was amazing. So I would definitely we we traveled to Rio. So our visa is good for 10 years. I want to get back to Bahia and um would like to explore there. It's just a a gorgeous country, you know, gorgeous, gorgeous city. Um, And it felt, it felt right. You know, in some places I've traveled to, you know, I felt apprehensive about traveling there. Um, But when we landed there, we walked outside, it felt like, Hmm, maybe, maybe I have some tie to this place, like ancestral wise, you know, maybe there's some tie. So um, it just, it felt, felt perfect. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Um, what is your astrological sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, you're like me. <laughs> That's right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I also, um, cause I was asking, cause you mentioned the bodies of water and I don't know if you feel the same, but I know you, you kind of alluded to it, but for me, if I'm really stressed out, if I take a bath, it really calms me down pretty quickly. Is that how you feel too? Yes. And so that's the feet soak, um, the foot soak. 
um, you know, after working out or walking, like we carry so much, especially in our feet. And so just kind of that warm water and yeah. I want to do that. I want to add that to my list. And also, I do acupuncture every other week, and I can't recommend it enough. So we can talk about that later. But I might need that recommendation. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's, it really helps, especially I mean physically too, but mentally. And then also, they have like Chinese herbs that you can take and stuff too. So Mm. um, I will not um, divert this there because that would be easy to do. But we can talk about that later. Um, all right. So the last question I have for you, um, before we kind of wrap everything up, I ask, or I plan to ask everybody this, um, that comes on the show in some variation, but, uh, in what way, and I, I kind of feel like I know a little bit of what you're going to say, but in what way do you feel you have grown in the last year? Hmm. Oh boy. (laughs) I know. Right. It's a tough one. There's probably so many answers. Oh yeah. Like, so 2020 has put so much into perspective. Um, and I, I started where I, I left my full-time job really to support family. Um, mm-hmm. Family is a priority. Always has been, always will be. But, you know, I wanted the flexibility to support my mom and my dad who are both, you know, ill. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the last year with so much death around us, it has really, 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 you know, um, caused me to really focus on spending the time, having the conversations, you know, going for walks uh, with my mom. That's five, five miles a week with her, you know, we, mm. we do our walks together. So um, really making sure family is a priority for me, my health also a priority. Um, so trying to be mindful of what I'm putting into my body in a way that I, I think I've never have. Um, maybe this year I felt a few more aches and pains than I normally would. Or, you know, unfortunately, you know, kind of dealing with our own mortality, there's a virus out here that is taking people from us. So, you know, thinking through how much time do we have and, you know, making sure that we're in good health so that if things do come our way, we can we can try and, you know, f- fight <laughs> whatever those health issues are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, being mindful of my own health, what I'm eating and then spiritual practice. So um, this last year and of course, you know, to date, um, aligning myself spiritually. So taking a step back and making sure that I understand myself in a way that I never have in my life. Um, Ancestral practice for me has been very big this year um, and last year and something that has changed over the last year. Um, Death of my father, making sure that spiritually I'm in communication with him. Um, That has been something that I've really focused on and has been so very good for me. Um, so <laughs> starting to get emotional, trying to keep it together. I can relate to that one. So yeah, yeah. Those those are huge changes, life changing. You know, adjustments for me. Um, and you know, once you start to think through alignment, everything starts to make sense. Yeah. Um, in ways again that they have never made sense for me in all of my 36 years. So, um, you know, that has been, that's, and I think, you know, as another, as a fellow Sagittarius, I think it's just 
kind of where we are, um, who we are. Um, and it's time for that for us, especially. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. I, I have been on a similar spiritual journey and, um, I would definitely love to talk to you a little bit more about that offline too. That's, that's huge. And I agree. It kind of, it does feel like, like everything you were saying, I was like, yes, you know, I, I see that. So that's interesting though, that it's kind of like Sagittarius time. That's, mm-hmm. that's very interesting and explains a lot <laughs> to me because at first it feels very random. Like, why is all this happening right now? <laughs> it's all at once, you know, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that makes sense. Oh my gosh. I can't thank you enough for being on the show. I just, oh. what a conversation. <laughs> I feel like we can go on and I appreciate you so much. I I really do. Um, You know, one for having me, but also for, you know, the, the the standard that you set kind of within our entrepreneurship um, community. Um, You, you're doing amazing work. You're doing work that digs deeper than surface level. Um, And it's much needed at a time like this. Thank you. Thanks. I really appreciate that. It's, it's encouraging because there definitely are days where it's like, you know, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, am I on the right track or, you know, whatever goes through our heads. And I know it's not just me, like everyone. So I uh, will remember that. Thank you. We're learning. <laughs> yeah, means a lot. All right. Well, thanks so much, Brady. Hey, really quick. Um, how can people find you um, learn more like um, do you have some links that you can share with us and I'll also put them um, in the caption for this podcast as well yes so you can follow me at mebane design studio on instagram and then my website is www.mebanedesignstudio.com and my email address is pretty much the same thing brandy at mebanedesignstudio.com yep brandy with an i so yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, just appreciate you again and can't wait to release this episode. So we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Sarah Beth. Vision behind the more you grow is to reestablish a sense of presence and replace the stress that we feel online, often with social media, with a sense of peace and accomplishment. It's critical to find balance in our day-to-day technology usage to fully experience each moment in life. It's okay to love technology, to love social media and your work, but it's also okay to unplug, to step away from constant notifications that we feel that we have to answer immediately and reset our minds. Our goal is to reconnect to our roots, to get outside, to experience life outside of a screen, to find the peace within and to share ways with each other that we can do this through tools, ideas, and stories that are curated to help improve our lives. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for you.